0: Welcome back to our Golden 20s podcast. My name is Sadie and I'm joined by my co-host Tegan. Hey. And we are here for another another weekly episode. Mm-hmm. Today we are talking all about a hot topic so far this year mm-hmm. which is sober curiosity, yeah. dry January, mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing. So we're just going to talk about alcohol and this is actually something we haven't even touched on I don't think in the podcast history which is dramatic Mm -hmm. but but like I said it's a hot topic Tegan and I are just going to share our thoughts and opinions Mm -hmm. and experiences and a little bit of reflection since we both did dry January so yeah wanted to just start off by saying that maybe in the future we can have like a guest or something come on and talk Mm -hmm. about this because I think it'll be a hot topic for a while to come and only get bigger yeah so for sure so yeah that's what we're talking about today but before we do that we thought an effort again for these weekly segments Mm -hmm. we are gonna do a connection card and i think another hot topic is connection cards these days i feel there's so many like games and yeah I don't know, just like different ones, if it's Mm -hmm. for deepening your relationship with your partner and like couples themed ones, if it's self-discovery, like Mm -hmm. connection cards are big right now and I'm all about it, (laughs) especially on the self-discovery piece. Yeah. So we're going to answer, we're going to pull one. I have this little deck I got for Christmas. We're going to answer a random one and then Mm -hmm. we're going to post on Instagram for you guys to submit your answers as well. So... This question says, describe your proudest moment. Ooh,
1: that's interesting. It would, okay, I think I have an answer. Okay. So the day I got engaged, Mm -hmm. I was in Hawaii, and we had like had a rooftop party, and we're popping bottles and all this, so it was like, This is very exciting. I'm proud that my relationship's gotten to this point. I'm proud that I have a life where this is what it looks like. And then as I was in bed, I was like instantly on Pinterest like a psycho and was like, okay, let's start planning what's going on. And as I was scrolling through my phone, I got served an ad that was the first video that I had edited all by myself. Wow. And I got served it, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is—it's all happening right now," and so that's the moment that came to mind for me.
0: I love that. I yeah. didn't. I like this segment too because I'm like, I'm going to learn about you. I know you're going to learn
1: about me, like things I don't that even we otherwise—I've told anyone,
0: yeah, about
1: that moment. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love that so much. That's very cool especially yeah. like you said it was in that moment where you're just like reflecting on your life and how yeah. much
1: and it's all happening and circle. all positive like yeah there's not a lot of points in my life probably in anyone's life where I can like look and be like everything was going great yeah and you know like now looking back things didn't turn out great like bad things happened whatever but in that moment things were good
0: yeah wow I love that I'm trying to think for me what my answer is. I think it might be, well, I don't know. I think it would be landing a job in like the fashion retail industry post-grad. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. first job, so my first ever job was a mm-hmm. like full-time job, sorry, post-grad was retail mm-hmm. and I was a manager. So it was like working on the sales floor. That I wasn't super proud of, like I was, I was happy to have that full-time job as soon as I graduated. But it was once I got like my first office job for a Canadian yeah. retailer and I was in the head office and I was literally seeing everything I learned in school. Yeah. It was kind of one of those moments where I was like, this is happening. Like yeah. my devil wears Prada light <laughs> is unfolding before my eyes and it was... A lot. It wasn't yeah. glamorous as yeah. you learn in Devil Wears Prada. It's not a glamorous life, yeah. but it was like, this is what I've always dreamed of. I'm mm-hmm. living in Toronto. Same thing as you. Yeah. i living in Toronto. I'm paying rent in a cute apartment. Yeah. The apartment I still live in, actually, I moved in right after I graduated. So it kind of all coincides with that. Proud of my apartment. Proud of my life yeah. in the city. And now I'm working in the field that I studied in school. Yeah. And it's all coming together. So I think that's my answer. I love it. I feel
1: like it's easy to, to, I don't know what the right word is, but to brush things off like that, like it's not a big deal. Like to land a job in the field that you studied. It's like, like obviously. Yeah. That's what I went to school for. But it's like, actually. It's hard. Yeah. Like. And Thinking about the people that I went to school with and the jobs that
0: they have, and I'm like, oh, yeah, not everyone gets
1: to do that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think the other thing, too, is getting the job and being like, this feels right, because I think there's also what you study in school and then... Of course, the connection card's getting me deep and thought and like spiraling out (laughs) into some other. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is working. (laughs) But I think to what you study in school and kind of like theoretically Mm -hmm. in the ideal world. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but learning about something in an industry and a job and then going into the workplace and actually doing it. Yeah there's a disconnect there and yeah. there's a chance that when you're actually doing this nine to five every single day for the mm-hmm. rest of your life <laughs> yeah it's not gonna feel right or it's not gonna be what you thought it was or yeah whatever so i think it's even more i don't know m- like you're more proud of it when you do land that job yeah. and it clicks and it it's feels working. right yeah yeah and you're like this is what i've always wanted and it's feels right yeah yeah for sure i love that Great. Well, like I said, we're going to post this on Instagram. So make sure you're following us, following us at our golden 20s. Get in on the
1: action. Yeah, guys. this will be so wholesome. I can't wait to see everyone's yeah. like proudest moments. This yeah. Is and of like, course, hyped.
0: yes, we also do share things anonymously. So mm-hmm. if that's going to be holding you back from sharing... Don't worry yeah. about it because nobody will know what came from you. Yeah, for sure. Even though maybe you want them to because you're like, we're talking about things I'm yeah, proud of. You like, can sign your name. <laughs> I did that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, I think we can dive into talking about Dry January, our experiences this year. Both Sadie and I participated in Dry January as it feels like the whole world did. Yeah or at least like the people I see on TikTok, which is, you
0: and know, like women Instagram. our age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like everyone was in it. Even like the big Instagram pages I followed were posting mocktails. Yes, it was just
0: very trendy. So can I tell you why I think that is? Sure. And this is where I want to, again, say, these are our opinions. This is not mm-hmm. that fact-based or like backed up by science nothing yeah so take everything we're saying this episode with a grain of salt as like a our perspective yeah but I feel like why it's such a big thing and why it's going to continue to be a big thing is because the conversation around mental health is Mm -hmm. just getting started and I think the more we open up about mental health which is great people feel less alone they find Mm -hmm. people to relate to you know it's a good thing but people are also starting to be like drinking makes me feel shitty yeah why am i doing it you know and then all of a sudden other people are like wait maybe that's why i also feel shitty after i drink like i didn't know anxiety is a word Mm -hmm. i didn't know that was a thing i thought it was just me but now that you know we're in this kind of cultural or societal shift of talking about mental health prioritizing mental health and it's coming into conversation Mm -hmm. people are learning you know the side effects of alcohol, and I think alcohol yeah. specifically is a big one because I started actually following this girl. Let me find her name right now. Her first sure. name is Olivia, but she just dropped a podcast called On the Rocks, and she has an Instagram account where she posts mocktails. I actually made Tegan and I. One.
1: Yeah, yeah. It
0: didn't really turn out the way I liked it. I thought. Yeah, it was like kombucha. You said. Yeah,
1: it felt very healthy. Yeah, which is good, but it. D- some mocktails it's like you feel like you're drinking alcohol right that was not this <laughs> no this felt like
0: yeah kombucha i'm yeah. cleansing my yeah a ginger juice or something yeah yeah so this girl's name is olivia Noceda, n-o-c-e-d-a and like i said she just launched a podcast called on the rocks where she's going to be talking to like experts mm. on this because it's she's sober curious she's sober and she posts mocktail recipes so definitely a good follow but anyways why was I starting to talk about her I don't even remember now I guess I just wanted to plug her podcast and to check her out (laughs) but all of this to say I think it's just coming into play with the conversation around mental health yeah and how drinking oh I think what I was gonna say is through following her And kind of starting to see more about sober curiosity is alcohol is interesting because it's so ingrained in our society. Yes. And it's without you even realizing and without, like, you even really thinking about it. Like, Mm -hmm. when you go out with friends, it it probably depends on your city. But here in Toronto, like, to go out with a friend or to catch up with a friend, it's like, where are we getting dinner and drinks? Yeah. That's the answer. Even
1: Canadian culture, I find, is very drinking focused maybe like beer yeah it's shifting weight like caesars with brunch like yeah
0: mimosas yeah
1: everything it's just like why yeah this is why i have two theories i agree with your theory about uh mental health becoming more of sort of like an openly talked about thing and obviously alcohol consumption being linked to that i also think like you were saying the societal expectations around drinking are changing whereas I don't know like back in the day everyone drank all the time and Mm -hmm. they would drink and drive and like you could drink at work yeah and
0: you're like can I talk about mad men for a second yeah literally
1: (laughs) where everyone's drinking all the time and there are still places like that like I worked at a place like that Yeah. yeah but that's starting to change and it's not like, I feel like there was a time where if someone didn't drink, it was like, oh, red flag.
0: Yeah. Something's
1: weird there. Like, they must have a DUI or, like, some shit's gone down. Where it's like, now there are lots of people who just don't drink because they don't like it. Or, like, it's a different mm-hmm. thing. My other, which is maybe more of a conspiracy theory. Okay. But again, our just our thoughts and opinions. Yeah. I'm very interested in, like, this recession core that I keep hearing mm. about where it's, like, actresses aren't wearing necklaces anymore and it's because jewelry is going to be out of fashion because we're going into a recession and people won't be buying luxury items that kind of thing so I also think if you are trying to cut down on expenses alcohol is something that's very expensive and so can be one of the easiest ways to save money And so I also think that it's becoming more popular because if you're like, I'm looking at my budget, what can I cut? You still have to pay groceries. You still have to pay rent. Whereas if you're like, well, I'm going to stop drinking or only drink on Friday nights or whatever, that could be a big way to save money. So I also feel like that's part of it
0: especially going out like that dinner and drinks thing like if you go out and just drink water even like pop or anything else besides a drink like my drinks in Toronto typically cost more than like your main course yeah (laughs) oh yeah they can and you you might but I hardly ever only have one drink Mm -hmm. I have one while we're waiting for our food and then I'll have another one and it's like a two drink minimum yeah but then it's yeah it doubles your bill so I find that interesting that you bring up like saving money through the recess- recession. My mind was kind of opposite where I was like, tough times, people turn to alcohol. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you're be getting laid too. off. I don't know. Yeah. But it is a good way to save money. So. Yeah. It maybe is depending
1: to on um, what kind of drinker you are. Like, Yeah. If you're like
0: casual. Yeah. Like, social. I think
1: both of us would consider ourselves like social
0: drinkers. Yeah and except through the pandemic when i would well yeah <laughs> drink, i know that was by myself yeah. my
1: family we would have like a happy hour at five where we would try a different recipe from a book and it starts like innocent that. where it's like yeah this is fun we're on vacation but then you're three weeks in and you're drinking like every day holy shit yeah. we were drinking a lot and then you're it's i don't know it's like one of those things where it like creeps up on you even like i every month in december When I go to like pay off my credit card, I'm like, I spent so much money at the liquor store. I spent so much money at bars. And it's like, you don't even realize or think about it, but it's like, well, you know, I bought six bottles of wine and then I drank them
0: all. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I think the most interesting part of that thought is was it worth it? Like, was Mm. the alcohol being there why it was a good time? Or, you know yeah was it just the company the environment you know the party Mm -hmm. or was it the alcohol like yeah I think that could be an interesting thought and like reflection you know yeah for sure well did you maybe want to start
1: with saying why you wanted to do dry January Mm -hmm. maybe like your sober slash drinking experience beforehand
0: yeah I feel like it was interesting for me. So, and I'm just going to keep things extremely real and honest because I think it's going to also lead into things I learned through yeah. doing dry January. Sure. And it's, of course, it's me guys. It's going to be deep and like a huge long rant. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole reason I, I've never done dry January. I've yeah. never, I've tried to cut out drinking before like yeah. just for like a monthly goal yeah thing. i remember
1: you did like a sober october or something
0: yeah i think so some or november i think like between okay. my birthday and christmas i was yes, like there's yeah. no reason to drink mm-hmm. i'm gonna be drinking a lot around there so i've tried here and there yeah but this was the first time i was like okay i'm gonna cut out alcohol because i'm having things in my body that i'm trying to address okay. so i feel like I've had like a really bad hormonal imbalance Mm -hmm. for probably the majority of 2022. And it's things that I don't need to get into the specifics, but it's just things that I'd be like, this is really weird. The one The first one being I sweat all the time, especially around my period. Yeah. And I would be like, this is so annoying, Mm -hmm. especially through the summer was when I really noticed it and it was just hot and humid in Toronto anyway. So I was like, this sucks. But then it happened every single month around my period Hmm. where literally I'll just be sitting at my desk typing and I'll have like sweat dripping down my arms. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not normal. Then I started noticing other things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like over time, as I was noticing all these things happening, I was like, there's something wrong. Like Mm -hmm. this is, it's just, it's not just that I'm a sweaty person. Like I feel like there's a reason for it. And then all these other things, my skin actually is a big one. And Mm -hmm. you guys are like, please Sadie spare us (laughs) the rant about your skin. But like persistent acne is also a sign of a hormonal imbalance Mm -hmm. and whatever. So I was having things where I was just like, something's wrong and I need to kind of, Stabilize, kind of gut health you know yeah, just kind of yeah. play into this so after the holidays i was like this is a great time mm-hmm. to be very mindful of what i'm eating cut out things like limiting my caffeine which is a big one mm-hmm. cutting out alcohol i think mm-hmm. those are often the first two they recommend you ditch from your diet when you're yeah, trying yeah. to reset But that was part of it. I did a juice cleanse. I try not to eat dairy already, but I was very mindful of that, sort of. (laughs) I did have, like, Christmas chocolate and stuff. Yeah. So I was, like, just trying to – I was essentially my word for the month for January. This is something new. I started this year was kind of also having a word or intention for Mm -hmm. the month, which you guys are like, you already have a word for the year. You're crazy. (laughs) How many words are there? (laughs) Yeah, I know. But it was just a little intention and reset was it Mm -hmm. for January and – that's kind of why though what spurred me to do dry january was this hormonal imbalance trying to address it through like diet changes Mm -hmm. okay i love that yeah yeah i had done
1: dry january this was my third year and I don't really know why I started, but I started with my mom and my brother. And we were all like, we're going to do this together. And so the first year I did it, I we must have still been in a lockdown. And so Maybe I found it, it hard. After your weekly... Or your nightly mocktails you guys yeah, are like okay. enough is enough <laughs> yeah. even i just find after christmas yeah like we're a big like boozy family like mm-hmm. that's just part of my family and so it's like after drinking straight for like a week and a half you're like i don't want to do it. even sometimes i find coming back from vacation exactly you're like yeah. I need to you stop tapped out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and so the first year I did it I found it hard and I feel like I quit like 2 days early and I don't know why but it was like something was happening like it might have been like an award show okay on like a Sunday night and the last day was like a Tuesday or something so it wasn't like a catastrophic failure but I ended yeah. 2 days early and but then last year when I did it I found it super easy for some reason where Mm -hmm. I went past January. I went on a trip to New York in the beginning of February. So I was like, I just won't drink until then. And I just found it easy. Again, we were in a lockdown. So maybe that made it easier. I don't know. And then this year was my third year. Again, found it easy in certain ways, but hard in others But I was just doing it because I'm like, this is now like my routine for January. Like you said, it's a reset. It's a chance to be like, okay, we're done with like the Christmas partying. And January is just kind of like a dead month. Anyways, like it's not, it would be a lot harder, I think, to be like, I'm doing a dry December. Yeah. That I think I would struggle with. Yes. Yeah.
0: So prime time, I agree.
1: Yeah. That's kind of why I did it and I've been enjoying it every year and every year I think gets easier too
0: yeah that's one thing for me I was surprised how difficult it was Mm -hmm. and because I was like that's gonna be easy no problem and then what I guess we can kind of get into what we learned and take for you what you've learned over the years of doing this multiple times but for me I think the biggest thing I learned was what my triggers are to drink alcohol yeah and it wasn't hard at first and it sounds easy to not drink when I am just a social casual drinker. But for me, it was as soon as I had a bad day at work. Yeah. See, this is me too. Why? Like, why is that a trigger? I don't know. Does a glass of wine at the end of a bad day make that day better? Like, why does it provide me comfort? I don't know what it is. Because often, sorry, tripping over my words, I'll only have one glass of wine. Yeah, so it's not like you're getting drunk. To forget the day. Yeah, Yeah. like, no. And often it's me at home by myself while I'm cooking dinner. So it's unnecessary, but that's how I mentally, Mm -hmm. as soon as I had a bad day at work, that triggered me to want a glass of wine. Yeah, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It was just interesting. Mm -hmm. My other trigger is social... I think this is a common one, is social interactions. Yeah. So gatherings or like I had a work social. So that was, I was actually anxious about it. Yeah. Knowing I couldn't drink. Mm-hmm. Being like, this is the first time, this was kind of the beginning of the month. This is the first time I'm going to be going out with a group of friends. Everyone else is going to be ordering a drink except for me. Right. And I was like really worried about it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that was a trigger is just like social interactions and then my friend and i went to a raptors game and as soon as we got there typically any Mm -hmm. live event any event in general the first thing i do is take a lap and hit the bar you know then we'll find our seats and you know but we just need to get a lay of the land and let's find the bar yeah even if you see like a live music show like same idea so it was weird getting there It was also tuesday night like we didn't have to drink but getting there i just remember being like Everything about it, I said to my friend, I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> and she's like, why? I was like, I don't know. But yeah. it's just the fact we're here. I also think it's me knowing I can't drink. Yeah. I so want are thinking to about more. it more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was interesting. But that was also something that I didn't ever really realize is how often when I go out, the first thing I do is get yeah. a drink, you know? Yeah. So it was interesting, but just the whole triggers piece is it. And actually, yeah. I was talking to my friend last week's episode. We were talking all about dating, and that was a really fun episode, so go listen <laughs> to it. But I didn't go, any, go on any dates in January, but I was started talking to people on the apps and a few like attempts to set up dates. Mm-hmm. And I, again, had that social anxiety of, can I go on this date and not drink? Because I think yeah. especially dating... You might be like me where I'm not shy. You guys mm-hmm. know me. I'm here talking your ear off every week. But when I'm meeting somebody I don't know, I ask a lot of questions rather than yeah. answer them. And I think when people start, this is also just Scorpio vibes, when people start <laughs> asking me personal information about myself and, yeah. you know, it's easier to have to open up when you have some alcohol in your system yeah. and everyone yeah. kind of feels that way. Yeah. So it just makes it easier and again eases my social anxiety around dating so i think i probably would have cheated if i had, had gone, a date in yeah. january mm-hmm. i think i would have had a drink but not the end of the world i'm not talking like it would be yeah 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 so yeah but what about you Teg? what what was your experience like and was yeah. it hard you said it gets easier every month but yeah the thing is I think every month every Every year
1: every year I think the way that it's easier is you kind of squash your anxieties around the social interactions like the first year I did it I was like okay gotta figure out how to this year I was telling everyone doing dry January can't drink doing oh you see my drink that's because I'm doing dry January like it's just a different vibe because it's it's almost like Part of it is I feel okay to talk about it because I know I'm not going to fail. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I first started doing it, I don't want to be the person who's like, I'm doing dry January, and then slip up and they see me later that night, like wasted, and they're yeah. like, What the hell? So I think that's part of it. And so I found that social events were okay like my husband's band played a show and I usually drink at every single one of their shows there was one show where I was the driver and that's the only time I haven't drank at one of their shows so I was like okay here we go here's the test but it was fine like Mm -hmm. we went to dinner and we went to a diner and I ordered tea when everyone else but it's like so wholesome yeah. yeah and it's like it's a diner so it wasn't weird you know yeah and then when I went to the bar I just got diet coke in like a pint glass yeah and it was fine because and then everyone saw like it lasted me the whole night because it's like a pint of diet coke but it was like I had a drink in my hand the only thing was dancing
0: I was Mm -hmm. like I would be dancing a lot harder if I was drunk
1: yeah but
0: that's life and But it's also like everyone else around you in that situation is probably drunk. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) So you aren't afraid of making a fool of yourself no, because you don't have alcohol, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So I did dance and,
1: you know, like I taught people came up and talked to me who were drinking. Like it wasn't like I was a loner standing in the corner because I was sober. Yeah. And it was actually lovely because, well, I didn't spend any money. Mm -hmm. I think I got my pop for free. And I got home and went straight to bed. Yeah. Which went, like, after these shows, it's, like, high adrenaline mixed Mm -hmm. with me being, like, wasted. And then it's, like, we've got to order food. We've got to, like, watch something on the TV to unwind. And then we've got to do that and then tidy up. And it's, like, I'm not going to bed till 3.30 or 4. And, like, that's fun in theory. But it wipes out the rest of your weekend because you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one show... I went to bed and it was still late. Like it was like 1.30. And so I went to bed, fell asleep instantly, slept until in 10, woke up. And I was like, I feel great. I did yoga. Like, yeah, that is the positive. Yeah. Of it. Like the worst part about alcohol uh, for me, like as someone who's only drinking it socially, it's like the next morning. If you're feeling bad, mm-hmm. you spend too much money. So being sober gets rid of all of that. Yeah. But the thing that I struggled with the most is like you were saying, the grabbing a glass of wine after a hard day. And I think it's because that doesn't even register to me as drinking. Like it was part of a routine. Ah. It's like when, you know, I wake up and pour my coffee. I'm not thinking like, okay, here's part of my bread. Like I'm doing it without even realizing. And so it would be like, Okay, I'm cooking dinner. I'll go grab a glass of wine, and then I'd be like, "Oh, wine has alcohol in it." Like I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. So then it's that's like so true. I'm not. I don't know what the right word is, but I feel like if you brought more awareness mm-hmm. into your actions or even thinking, if your instinct is like, "Let's grab a glass of wine," and then being like, "Pause, why?" Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, "Oh, I don't know," because. I feel like that's what adults do after work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. Or maybe it's like, I don't know, I'm cooking Italian and I think this wine would taste good. Like, okay, that's a good reason. Sure. Yeah. But it's not just doing it because that's what you do.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of what sober curiosity is challenging is that, that the ingra- instinct. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's okay to drink, like mm-hmm. totally. But are you doing it because it's just normal or are you yeah. doing it because there's like an intention behind yeah, it? Like you that's were That's the decision you made. Yeah. yeah.
1: And even like for us, it's maybe a glass of wine after a hard day of work. But I think like even people, maybe you're like, I drink beer every time I watch a hockey game. Yeah. And you're like, and this is just what I do. But it's like, well, there's a lot of hockey games during the week and then yeah. that adds up. And are you just having this beer because that's what you do?
0: Yeah. Or, or because, for another reason. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So that's, I think, the major thing I learned this year.
0: And yeah. 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 I think another, I guess, part, not to backtrack, but another reason why I was also intrigued by Dry January came up. came to mind when you were just talking around hangovers like Mm -hmm. the older i get the worse my hangovers get yeah and i think that's normal but part of that is also the anxiety like i'd never really experienced that in college when i was drunk all the time (laughs) you know but as soon as i started probably living on my own has been a big one where you don't have somebody to like debrief with the next day but it's like why do i choose to do this because Sure, it's fun the Mm -hmm. night of, but that's like a few hours. But then I have to spend days, literally days recovering physically and but even like weeks mentally. Like, yeah, yeah. was it worth it again? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I think just being an anxious person or having anxiety, it's like if you know something is going to make it worse, why do you do it? You know, when you can actively make the choice. Mm -hmm. To not make a bad, like, situation worse. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting.
1: Yeah. See, another thing I wanted to bring up is in the month of either November or December, I went to a concert that a friend was performing. And I had a big event the next morning that I knew, like, I'm going to have to wake up early for and... Like it's going to be a thing and, but I still wanted to drink. And so I was like, I'm only having two drinks and that's it. If I want any more drinks, it's going to be water. And this was the only thing I've ever done where I was like strict with the limit, which is weird because like, that seems like the first logical step yeah, (laughs) between like you are drunk or you're doing dry January, but it just never occurred to me. yeah. And I was like, this is great. Because I woke up without a hangover. I still, you know, had two drinks socially, was a little buzz, nothing crazy. And so I did want to bring that up too. Like if... It doesn't have to be all or nothing kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because maybe you're like, I don't know. I still want to drink. I just Mm -hmm. don't want to drink as much. Maybe try setting a limit like that. Like it, it can be hard because it's like maybe, you know, once you're at two drinks... It's easier that's to convince me. yourself to yeah. yeah,
0: keep going, but or you get caught up in the moment. That's always me. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm just like, Well, I'm already buzzed, so let's yeah, just let's keep, keep it. Drinking. Going. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I wanted I think, to bring that up. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And it's all about knowing yourself, but mm-hmm. setting boundaries and then that's it. Because you might not get anxiety or a hangover after two drinks, but yeah. you do after four. So yeah. yeah, I think that's great. Part of my lessons learned actually and this was probably the biggest lesson learned and the biggest like I don't know self-discovery piece for me because we know I love to unlock parts of myself through all these little challenges but Mm -hmm. I think I also realized how I'm that friend who pressures other people to drink Mm. and that was a really awful feeling because right. I even think of tag when me and you have gone out mm-hmm. and you only have two drinks and I'm like, girl, keep drinking. Come on. Come on. Right. Why? Like even on like a different scale of if you're somebody who doesn't drink, yeah. I feel like I never intentionally make people feel bad about it, but I probably do because I ask them questions. Mm-hmm. I I'm like, oh, you're not drinking? Like, I pointed out, I make it a thing when it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a thing. And I think for me, having a reason why I did Dry January that was so personal in the sense of all of these things are going wrong in my life. There's something wrong with me. You know, I have a reason. Mm -hmm. Or even I have anxiety and Mm -hmm. drinking makes it worse. Like, you don't know why somebody's not drinking. So, who am I to then make them feel bad about that? Mm -hmm. To ask questions when it could be something very personal and to try to make them go against what they want just to fit into the social situation or to please me like who am i to just mind my own business you know so that was hard because i could think of a few times you like i was just saying like going out with you and being like keep drinking keep drinking like that came to mind one of my friends doesn't drink hardly at all and Mm -hmm. i like when we were facetiming i was like I just want to say, I'm sorry. Like I didn't even realize I was doing this. And if I've ever made you feel Mm -hmm. this way, like I'm sorry, you know, and it just was kind of me having that realization, but then now moving forward, I hope to be more mindful of that. Mm -hmm. And this, I think also ties into the whole conversation around mental health. The more people talk about not drinking and the more I learn about it, the more it's just normal and okay, rather than being so out of left field me being wondering why yeah they're doing this but then kind of projecting my I don't know judgments or like projecting like my lack of knowledge and ignorance mm. on the situation as aggressive and like right. pressuring them to drink like I don't know it was just an interesting like I said self-discovery moment for me
1: yeah I feel like a lot of like especially like in university and college it's like to be a good friend socially it's to like be cheering them on to keep drinking to grab a like what's a good friend someone who grabs you a drink when they're going to get one yeah like so part of it I think is changing expectations or I don't know around that and then that's what makes
0: you a good friend I don't know.
1: Yeah. it's interesting.
0: That's a great point because even I had some realizations about my friendships and friends who literally all we do when we see each other is drink. Drink, yeah. And it's like, is that a good friendship? Mm -hmm. Like, what, you know, is this good? Is this as good of a friendship as I thought it was? You know what I mean? If all we do is drink together, like, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. What makes a good friend? and i don't know why is drinking involved (laughs) yeah
1: yeah even like i feel like everyone knows a person who like their whole personality is that they smoke weed and it's like it's all they can talk about and you're like just stop talking about smoke like it's not as cool as you think it is but then it's like there's a lot of people that are like that with booze too where all their stories are like i was so drunk this happened and and yeah. it's kind of the same thing, even though I feel like it ha- hasn't been seen as the same thing until mm-hmm. very recently. Where I don't know if someone's like a party person, they're fun, yeah. And it's like, well, it's kind of weird though. <laughs> like Are if you it was okay? anything else, yeah. And the person was talking about it that much, you'd be
0: like, "Do you need help?" Yeah. So okay, I think the next thing we wanted to talk about, just to wrap it all up, is intentions around alcohol moving forward. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think I've shared a few realizations I had through this little experiment, if you will. And Tegan, you say you do this every year. So is Mm -hmm. that something you're going to keep up? You're going to like implement more throughout the year? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think I will definitely continue doing
1: it every January. I just, Mm -hmm. this was also the second year where I did like a 30 day yoga challenge and It's just a nice way to start the year. You're yeah. starting the year with like a clear head. Yep. Like when you look at the end of January and you're like, what? Okay, this is the first month. What goals did I achieve? It's not like, oh, I didn't do my yoga because I got drunk that day and then I was so hungover I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. It just allows you to like actually focus on your goals and that kind of thing. I think as far as for the rest of the year, I don't have anything too particular. Like, I don't want to get, like, blackout drunk. Mm -hmm. Although I'm very rarely, like, my goal is to get blackout (laughs) drunk. That's the
0: problem. It's never your goal. Yeah.
1: When it's your goal, you can't get there. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to experiment more with having, like, drink limits on nights. Yeah. Like, not saying I'm going to be sober at this show... But saying I'm only having three drinks because Mm -hmm. I have something to do tomorrow. And whether that's I'm purposely like booking an early yoga class or if I'm just deciding that I would like to try that. I also am volunteering myself to be DD at a lot of like the band events, which was something that I never wanted to do before. Because I was like, that's no fun. Yeah. But now I'm like, who cares? And yeah. if they need it, it gives me an excuse to save money, stay sober for a show, and I get to help the band. I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And so I think that's pretty much it. Like I still, you know, I'm going on vacation and I'm very much planning on drinking through the vacation. I am also a person who really enjoys drinks. Like I like yeah making drinks yeah. and going to like fancy bars where they make you fancy drinks like that's i'm not really a foodie mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm a drinky no um <laughs> and so it's like i don't want to cut it out because mm-hmm. i enjoy it and i got yeah. you know stuff for christmas to make fancy drinks and yeah and especially in summer mm-hmm. like it's a different vibe than January. Like I have a backyard. I wanna sit in the backyard and have a margarita. Totally. And I'm not gonna feel bad about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But those are I think pretty much all my intentions. That's what
0: came to mind. I like that. It's just I think that's so important. It's just figuring out your boundaries and sticking to them. Mm -hmm. Like that's essentially like how to sum it up. You know, I think that's so good. Yeah. For me, I think, I think I'm gonna take your advice on that. I feel like I should be better at sticking to my boundaries because mm-hmm. I do know what they are. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, but I am someone who usually gets swept away, and it's like I'm just gonna keep drinking because I'm here. It's happening. We yeah. might as well. But I know that there's side effects of like my anxiety and everything yeah. I've been talking about. So I think that's a great takeaway for me from this episode. But my biggest thing I think is just regardless if I'm consuming it or not, is just like I was saying, being mindful and more accepting of Mm -hmm. my friends who aren't drinking. And I don't know, just also being more intentional with why I'm going for a drink rather than doing it because it's part of the routine. Yeah. How you said it. I think that's perfect. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Like Mm. I, I don't think I'm going to become like somebody who doesn't drink ever like yeah. i also enjoy it like you're saying i yeah. like going for dinner and drinks and i love holding a glass of wine and you know i don't know yeah. and i don't want to feel bad about it like you said too yeah. but i think it is just more realizing what i'm doing and why i'm doing it rather than just this is just who i am you know yeah exactly well and
1: i think i saw this thing on tiktok and it was around how to spend like less time on your phone mm. but it kind of applies to breaking any habit that you want to break. And they were like, if you're trying to spend less time on your phone or say you're trying to spend less time drinking, think of it in the opposite terms. So you think, what would I do if I wanted to spend more time on my phone? Well, I would keep it beside my bed. I would have all my notifications on. I would have my bringer on. And then it's like, and it, so if you want to reverse it, just do the opposite. Oh, Don't keep your phone next yeah. to your bed. Now. And so it's like, what would you do if you wanted to drink more (laughs) you would have like your fridge stocked all the time you would plan big events with friends who drink every Friday Saturday Sunday anything so then you flip it you're like okay I want to cut down on my alcohol I'm not gonna have it in my house Mm -hmm. I am not gonna go to those events Mm -hmm. and start there and then that can help I think figure out to what you are looking for and how to kind of break the habit of I drink every day after work because that's what I do. It's yeah. like, yeah, but if you don't have it in your house, it's not mm. really a habit if you have to walk to the beer store. like <laughs> That's a different
0: vibe. So yeah.
1: yeah, I wanted to throw that out. That's really, really great advice.
0: Anything else? That's it. I've shared my guts and soul <laughs> per usual. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alcohol is a very touchy subject. I actually talking through it now i realize i talk to my therapist about alcohol a lot interesting yeah that is
0: interesting i feel like it's i don't know i don't know why well i think it's just what we were saying it's just so ingrained in our lives without us even realizing it yeah and then when you do start to realize it you're like what the fuck when did this happen yeah why like why did this happen yeah and then you start to really think about it Mm -hmm. like yeah i don't know it's interesting
1: very, very interesting. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that is the
1: end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Like we said, we're going to put the connection card question up on our Instagram. And so make sure you're following us there. We're at our golden 20s and we're also on facebook and pinterest and spotify and we also have a patreon page we did do a bonus episode last week only for our patrons so if that's the kind of thing you're interested in definitely check it out we also have some affiliate links for some companies that we think are really cool in the show notes so definitely check that out as well talking about saving money yeah we're giving you another way spend it on our affiliate links yeah (laughs) yeah so i think that's everything thanks for listening see you next tuesday bye